troops. Tom, we're just about to drop the second part of the podcast with Stuart Robbo Robinson. But before I do, make sure you go and see Infusion CBD. Now, if you want top quality CBD oil to help you with your stress, anxieties, depression, PTSD, eating disorders, any sorts of mental health. But not only that, muscle soreness, inflammation of the joints, and just you want to sleep better. Go and use CBD. And I highly recommend I use it myself, Infusion CBD. Also, if you want the best, top quality, veteran-owned sports supplement, go and see Combat Fuel. And before you hit the checkout button, make sure you put in the promo code WARRIOR15. Get yourself 15% off. Also, if you want good coffee, like me, and you love to get it roast to order and ground down specifically to your taste, go and see none other than the Dead Mammoth Coffee Company. Now, Dead Mammoth are veteran-owned and veteran-run, and they are top quality. I use them myself. They are fucking brilliant. So go and see them, Dead Mammoth Coffee. Now, in this part of the episode, we are joined, eventually, by the Little Brown himself. Little Brown Darren Thompson comes onto the show and adds his own little bit of spice to the mix. So join in. The Brothers of Destruction, the Legion of Doom, the Degeneration X, the Big Dick Bandits, is Stuart Robin, Robbo Robinson. So welcome to the second part of the Granite Zero podcast with Robbo. Check it out. Hello, Charlie Charlie One. This is Granite Zero. There he is. Oh, don't want him. That one. Should be coming on now. We'll give, we'll give him ten minutes. <laughs> you doing it? Hello? I'm all right. Are you in? I'm in. We've been talking for an hour, you fucking motherfucker. Where's your picture? You need to turn your camera on. It is on. Oh, I can. And I'm 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 the talent. <laughs> I'm sure it took pop up in a bit. Right. So we've had some technical difficulties already, Darren. Oh, sure. So, somehow I figure out the audio from the video to post it up, because my iPad died. It died, it's died while on charge. That's how good that iPad is. Okay. You, you missed loads of chat, mate. Well, I thought I might, but I was on dark duty when I... That's all right. So, just to catch, get you up to speed, mate, Robbo is an elite athlete now. 
he's he's off he's he's going to Tokyo, mate. He's going to the Olympics. Yeah, when he gets selected, they better select him. Train killer, isn't he? <laughs> Killing time. <laughs> Killing time, yeah. yeah. So what have you been doing, Darren? Where have you been? Darren. Is he gone? Why gone? No, you Where has he gone then? I still can't see him. He's. Oh, there he is. Hello, mate. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. I can see you now. I have not my headphones. All right. Where have you been anyway? Say again. Where have you been? Where have I been? I've been on dad duty. Doing what? Football. Say again. Doing what? Homework. Doing a bit of exercise with her, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm. I had to have a little chat. Oh, did you? Yeah. I'm getting, I'm, getting te- I'm getting texts at the minute from Kate telling me to hurry up because I think Dad's twitching to get to the pub. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, yeah, you've got, you've got Dad staying, haven't you? Well, yeah. you know what? He can always go to the pub, can't he? You can join yeah, it's not, it's not like it's round the corner. Oh, right, I see. No, it is actually round the corner. He could walk there now. Not a problem. Oh. Why don't you text that so you'll meet him there? Oh, fuck it. They can wait. They know, right, it's annoying. I've told them, I said this to Robbo. Wednesday is my day in my shed. Yeah, and the thing is, like we've been waiting to have Robbo on for a while, haven't we? So, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what they said to me earlier. They went... Can you not just reschedule it? I was like, no. Robbo's <laughs> coming on today. I've been getting trying to get Robbo on for fucking months. How dare you? Yeah. And now I've got the elite athlete on. <laughs> he's, so, um, he's, 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 he's going to get new legs. So, how, how do you mean? Like the story of stuff. No, 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 he's not going to go and... No. Well, I don't know, I just... He's going to get an um, operation to get that fucking screw in his knee. He's gone. He's, he's had enough. Who's <laughs> that? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Dusty Robbo. Dusty Robbo. Oh, he hasn't gone. Oh, fucking it, what is going on? There was a screeching of slides on me. Fucking. Robert, you're going to have to explain your legs, because I can't, because I've got real ones. You're right, so, <laughs> when you wear the prosthetics, you have to wear a socket to go over your residual stumps. Yeah. Uh, and the sockets I have at the moment are uh, causing me a few issues. Um, so, the, the way that we've kind of got around it is instead of trying to make a new socket to fit me, we're going to try and make me fit a socket now. Uh, obviously a bit of a drastic way of going about it, but the tiny insurgent at the moment where instead of having to wear a socket, which as he calls it, daily uh, wear and tear and rubs and shakers, etc. Um, they should drill into the uh, residual bone which left and they insert the metal rod into that 
it's then compacted, uh, heels around it, and instead of wearing a socket, then you just clip the, the leg onto the metal rod that's obviously poking out your leg. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty drastic. Uh, a few people have seen it, maybe. On the, I know it's not, it's not the same surgeon for us um, on Supervet, but he does it to a lot of animals. Uh, but this guy, this guy is a guy that uh, he, he's, he's done it uh, loads of times for a lot of service and women and um, the government have kindly given the NHS some money now to, to fund the, a trial and I've been doing a few patients in the UK and luckily I'm going to be one of them but we just got to wait until the end of the year until after the Paralympics to get done so fingers crossed then I'll be able to be up and about again walking you know. Oh brilliant so <clears throat> I suppose in an ideal world, then that's just that causes you a lot less comfort, a lot less hassle. I mean, yeah. in in the short term, maybe it's a bit discomfort, but long term, exactly. Yeah, I think that the fact that they say uh, they don't want to give the surgery to anyone uh, where it could make their life worse, as in, like if it doesn't yeah. work. You're going to end up in a chair, whereas obviously at the moment I'm in a chair full time anyway, so it doesn't matter if it works or not for me, it just means that I'll be sat in a chair with a holding my leg probably. But um, I'm hoping that obviously the guys that have all heard them so far, uh, they're all about that work, weren't walking and said that it's like life changing from the fact that yeah, yeah. it's making things so much more easy for them. You've not got to wear those sockets, and it's like an adjusted term of wearing like an, an ill fitting pair of shoes. Obviously, you, you don't want to wear them for a long time because of the, the damage that they cause. Um, as soon as you can take that, that out of the equation and get away with it, so let's hope that it works and just the job it's supposed to do. Yeah. And um, I suppose that doesn't affect your sort of your sporting career now. Yeah. yeah, I know a few guys have had it done, but not, they don't play at the level that I do. Uh, I'm hoping that it's just going to be uh, about adapting the, the chair that I play in. Let's um, see, because I've that I'll be able to out my leg, but I'm hoping that it shouldn't make too much difference, I think. And when you do get slashed out your chair or you slash them in a slash chair, you don't physically come completely out of the chair. So you're, you're slashing pretty tight into that chair. So when you do fall out, the chair comes with you anyway. So it's not as if I'm going to fall out and run uh, on the metal rod. So. Yeah, it's going to work, isn't it? Probably a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. They look fucking heavy, those chairs. Are they heavy? Are they? Uh, my latest one, I think, comes in at about 19.3 kilos. Obviously, my day chair is about 10 kilos. It's probably about twice the weight of it, but uh, it's got to be in it because we've the hits in there. Yeah, yeah. You are, you are literally smacking each other with a chair. Yeah, exactly. So. Fucking nutcase. Shoulder pads that they wear under like the headgear. No, he's not going to wear a uh, scrum hat, is he? Why? They don't so scrum. No, but you still like if you get smacked out, well, not out of your chair, but onto the ground, you're still potentially going to smack your head on the floor, isn't it? Well, the scrum hat's made of cauliflower. I think the other thing that we wear is um, with the gloves, so you get your hands because you're pushing and breaking quite hard. Yeah. Um, but have you seen the, the compression sleeves for, for our arms? Because mm-hmm. um, I use, if I'm catching the ball, my, my hands are up here, um, yeah. and it 
means that my hands are off the wheel, so anybody can come in and smash and try and move it to where they want. So we use the compression sleeves to use our elbows as brakes. Um, so as you hold up the ball, you can hold the wheels at the same time. Obviously, if you didn't have compression sleeves on, you'd take all the skin off the elbows. Yeah. 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 
it's a difficult question for you then. Would you would you rather get like some surgery or whatever that would potentially take you out of being able to play that sport, but potentially give you better use of your shoulder or whatever, or would you rather sod it off and continue playing sport as, as that you clearly really enjoy doing? Well, it said to me was. Rehab. They said, "Look, uh, we're going to have to extend your time in rehab because we're going to get you in for the surgery on your shoulder." I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" I said, "What? What's this? So, what's what we're going to get out of it?" And so, you may get a few more uh, range, a few more degrees range of uh, movement out of your left left arm and shoulder. I was like, "It's not really worth just having a few more degrees range of motion just to then stop playing the sport or stop playing something that I'll keep going to." to involved with so for me I said even then I said no I don't want to do it I don't want it anymore um, and I said until the day that I've stopped playing sport I'm, I'm quite happy living my life the way it is with mm-hmm. my my arm and my shoulder the way it is so um, obviously down to me no I don't want the surgery but I'm, I quite enjoy playing sport but if the opportunity comes up I'm off to stop playing and if it's worthwhile to have the, the surgery then you know, I'll probably think about it but for now I'm, I'm quite happy living with He's now a normal handed person instead of a wonky left hand, which is. So, yeah, you, you didn't have to learn to write in that again, though, did you? Or did you? Um, I could just about write in my left hand. Uh, I've just not got a great finger hand function in the left hand, uh, but um, I can hold a pen just about. It's just that I've not got the dexterity to really write very neat with I'm a bloke, I don't know, many blokes that write quite neat, so for me, I just get on with it. He's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> After writing capital letters, which fuck yeah, my kid would take the piss out of. Yeah. Why are you writing capitals? Because I'm part monk. All right. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> facts. All sorts of facts. So I'm not sure if you've covered this, but it's been something I've um, I've been thinking about most of the day today. I've been obviously I've been doing other stuff, but I'm sorry. That Sean earlier I was like, have you got any like, subjects you want to talk about today? Do, you know, is there anything you don't want to talk about today? Obviously, because I haven't spoken to you personally, but most of them, I didn't know if there's stuff you didn't want to bring it up and whatnot. But um, one question I've had, um, obviously, suffered horrific injuries. And, um, but what was it like making transition to from being a soldier, having your injury, but then getting this positive out of um, something as horrific as you have to endure. And not like what was it like to transition from that, but obviously there's 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 peaks to, to that and there's absolute rock bottom in yeah. in all of those those bits. Obviously in my head, just hearing what what happened and whatnot, you know, you've obviously living a living the dream as a soldier. Go over to I don't know if you did tours before Afghan or not, um, and obviously then the worst case scenario. Well, not the worst case. The worst case scenario would you wouldn't have survived, but the, the next worst thing. 
to then having to go through that whole rehab phase and having to deal with that to that to now. I mean, given given what you've got, you've you've made the absolute most out of it. Whereas a lot of people, a lot of people can't even cope with the. Like a, a bit of a car crash and having whiplash, you know what I mean? That's them done, signed off on the dole. So I, I was just wondering, sort of, what was the what was the journey through that? You know, even if you started like day day one, passing out of um, into the RF regiment. Not like not uh, don't wanna, I don't want to complete like biblical story or anything, but just sort of like pilots. I think the the option for me was uh, to, to let the whole uh, incident situation obviously consume me and just be happy just to sit on my, my arse and just not do anything for the next couple of years and just wallow in there and just say, well, look at me. Like, so, but I think uh, from waking up in hospital and kind of realising that some shit had happened, it was kind of like a turning point now and then. And, and I say it to a lot of people that... Um, Rocky 
um, massively commendable that you could get yourself. And I mean, I don't know if that's sure. Sean's obviously known you for years now. Um, I don't know if that's is that something that you learned during your time in the Air Force, though? Just be like, well, this is how it is. Fuck all I can do about it now. Or is that just how you you've always looked at life? considered in your life prior to like your injuries or anything like that was it, was that always a dream to represent your country for a sport because I know it always was one of mine and I'm probably never going to do it now because I'm nearly 40 but <laughs> it's like it's, it's hard sometimes when like you think you you went through so much that must have been so hard to then turn it around and look at yeah but I'm now I'm going to represent potentially represent Great Britain in the Paralympic Games, and I'm sure you'd rather not have gone through all of that pain and suffering. But still, like to, to anybody that's listening to this, that's got like because obviously Sean's got a lot of listeners that are suffering with different mental health problems, maybe going through a little bit of shit at the time. But like surely, if anybody that I've ever met in my life is the shining beacon for, look, you can go through some shit, but you, you, know, you can still come out of it at the other end and still achieve stuff that you potentially would have looked at as a kid and gone, that's what I want to do. Like, how does that feel to like potentially be representing Great Britain in, uh, not even like Paralympics, the Olympics? That's, that's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think how does that um, feel? Potential that that's going to potentially happen. You could potentially wrap a gold medal around your neck. And I met a, a swimmer, the guy that won the gold. He came into my restaurant, not my restaurant, the restaurant I work in. And I actually held in my hand one of those Olympic gold medals. And like, win one of those, mate, potentially. That's got to be, that's got to be a good feeling. Yeah. I think the fact that. Uh, I deployed to Afghan, that's when I got injured. It was the uh, London 2012 Games. Yeah. Uh, and I, I saw the, uh, actually, the, I think there's a Super Saturday, I think that's what they called it, when I said Jess Ennis and Fred Woodford that all win their gold medal. And then I watched it, the, how big the, the, the Paralympics 
not be keen then. I, I think it may have even watched a bit of the, the World Shiver Grim. Maybe that was a bit subconscious back on line, so that when I got injured and I uh, try to look at where I was going to go from there, that obviously it's a bit of a cheesy line. I've said it before on my social media that obviously when you're in the military, you're, you are representing your country. You're a yeah, member of the UK Armed Forces. So for me, you were not union definitely That's what your job is. And for me, when I was injured, I kind of had that taken away from me. But I found a new focus and a new way of um, hopefully getting to that platform. But by doing something which is uh, a, a great avenue for, for staying fit and staying healthy. And, and again, um, coming from the military where you're all part two with teamwork and camaraderie and so stuff like that. So again, I know some people get away with uh, not finding that we're back in this TV suite, but for me, I went from all that in the military where you've got all the guys around you that you, you live and, and work with, etc. But now I'm in a team sport where you've still got the same old technical character where you're all similar to the people on the something else I wanted to say as well, and this, this might make sure we go a bit of a dip. Um, I think um, from, <laughs> and I think it's a bit of a pat on the back to, um, to your guys, your guys' regiment um, and to the, the British Armed Forces and also to yourselves. Like, um, Robbo, you, you've been through some terrible shit. Um physically and I'm sure mentally and also Sean who by the way you realise that these cameras like all we can see is your arm you need to go to your left I think so can't see your face me yeah oh there he is look um I think it's um this is the first time on the Granite Zero podcast that you've got two guys here that have gone through mental health issues um physical absolute like chaos between the two of you but you're both still here and you've both come out the other side and anybody that's listening out there I mean it's, this is not my podcast this is my brother's podcast but if ever there's been an episode that can show you that no matter how either bad you're feeling or how injured you get there's always a way out and I think I take my hat off to you Sean for getting it started you started with just me listening <laughs> uh, well, and to be fair mate if you have a look through your reviews I don't know if you've done that on iTunes uh, there's more than just Christmas review on that now there's a few people um, Robbo look, hats off mate there's there literally there's probably a hundred people the world over that would go through what you've gone through and come out the other side and still be Top bloke, top bloke. The first time I met you, you've seen top bloke now, but you've you've seemed to like this. 
I might be talking out of place here, but you seem to have bettered yourself. You seem to be enjoying what you're doing now. You're not tied down to to anything other than obviously your family and whatnot. And you, I don't know. It's well, I can't even think what the phrase is. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lemonade, and, yeah. It loves a cheesy line. No, 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 no. It wasn't even a cheesy line. I was, trying, I, was, I was trying to think. Of what was? That is that is one of them. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah, and um, I think Sean like, again, not talking out of place. I think this is exactly what your podcast is all about. And I don't think you could personify it any better than having a pair of you, like I'm looking on camera, like Robbo. You, I suppose. <laughs> the embodiment of a, a physical disability and on my left-hand side, which might be the right-hand side on the YouTube video, you've got somebody that suffered for a long time in his own head. Yet you come out the other side, sorted yourselves out. Robbo's got a successful um, sporting career now and Sean's got a podcast that three people listen to. So, with... <laughs> But you know what I mean? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think um, three people listening to it. Robbo listens to it sometimes. I listen to it because I have to to get my numbers up. So do you. So there we go. <laughs> and Chris Smith. Oh, speaking of Chris Smith, he was in. Um, I saw him. Right? Yeah. Did he tell yeah. you? He sent me a text. And he went, "I've just met someone famous," and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and he went, "It's only Little Brown from the Granite Zero podcast." I was like, oh, "Fuck off!" And he came up to me in the changing room. And he was like, excuse me, mate. I had my back to it. So, excuse me, mate. Are you uh, the guy that's on the Granite Zero podcast? And I was like, who the fuck is that? Turned around and thought, oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> if it had been a random person, I'd be like, no, it's because oh, you. He, he, he wanted an autograph, mate, signed by the big brown part of the little brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. You know. So, um, Robert, when are you off to? John said you're off again soon. Is that off to Japan? Did I hear? Uh, yeah, Sometimes to train it with you. I've gone for the high tech, high tech silver shadow chair he's got. 
No, I was just wondering like, if you rock up to training in one day. They're really good, so we say, Nike and Adidas chairs are not made in the UK, so to order them, it takes a while for them to get made uh, abroad, and you have to get them shipped over, and then I'll see if there's anything wrong with them, then it's quite a bit of a pain in the ass to get it sorted. But, uh, if you, and you pay the premium as well to get these uh, the chairs over, but I think yeah. the benefits must have outweigh the negatives. Smashing it. Sean's getting anxious now, I can see it. He's getting, you are getting text, don't you? I'm not. Your dad, your dad is the He's a fucking pain in the ass, mate. Right, here's another thing, boys. So I, t- I, I said to Darren earlier that I was going to mention this, and I am. We cannot take my old man for food in general. So there's a nice um, sort of pub restaurant down the other end of my village. They do nice food. I had a nice fucking steak baguette, that sort of thing. He ordered the soup, even though he knew he doesn't like spice, but ordered the spicy fucking cauliflower soup and then just ate the fucking baguette that came with it and then moaned. Don't order it then. Cake cake did a meal tonight. We had um, spaghetti bolognese. He ate just the mince and left all the Yeah, you don't. You won't pain in the ass. Here's one, boy. I've never gone for a meal where he hasn't moaned. Oh, I have. You can take him for liver and onions, mate. He looked for that on the fucking menu. Yeah, he loves that. Oh, bloody liver and onions on here, boy. Fuck off. Not in 1972, that's why. That is a meal, actually, that I wouldn't mind trying again now I'm a bit older. Just to try it, because I remember it as a kid and it sucked. And it yeah. smelled. But like, I didn't like olives when I was a kid. I love olives now. Bloody love them, if any of you. Um, no. Not in it. Not for me. I'll tell you what I did see the other day, speaking of meals. Uh, you might have seen it, Robbo, on uh, the Fill Your Boots page. Because obviously um, all the military fucking dining is done by that. So- I don't want to say Sonico because that's not what it is. Sendico or whatever. Anyway. Sodexo. That's the fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. They um, had a video clip of them cutting open the chicken that they got from the mess. Cut it open. There was about five or six fucking chickens that they've got. All fucking undercooked, all raw in the middle. Ow! For you, mate. Ow! And they, uh. You can buy it. They put the complaint in and they said, oh, there was only a couple of them that were undercooked. But still. You kill someone. <laughs> you literally can kill someone with chicken. <laughs> you undercook chicken and you feed it to them. They might die. Yeah. Exactly, Mundo. Oh, it's only a couple. Only a couple, though. (laughs) It's back to life. (laughs) (laughs) Admin. My admin is is nearly as bad as yours, though. Excuse me. Here's one for you, Robbo. So, earlier I said Wolves were winning 1-0. 
apparently that was disallowed. And now United are winning 1 0. So, swings are roundabouts. So, um, Robert, where are you based now then? Where do you live? Uh, up in the northwest, so I could not really get any further away from you guys, but up in Morecambe Way, so. Right, I'm okay. uh, It's where I grew up in so I kind of mentioned to move back here when I'm going to bring you and so up something. Here we go. Love all that. I'm trying to think of a, a get together so we can get both you and Sean in for a burger at some point or something. Down at the restaurant in Hereford. There must be some time freeing up in the summer. Sean bloody loves a burger. I love or, it. Or, 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 or I can go on tour and I can, I can bring this stuff. You yeah, could. Just... Just on tour. Darren on tour on his own. Well, I was come and meet the pair of you, but I don't, we, could, we could video it. Video it. Yeah. Love a video. Yeah, it's not, that sounds fucking good. We'll have to wait for Robert to bring his gold medal first, though. Oh, OK. <laughs> or, feed it, or feed him before he goes and claim that that's why he got a gold medal. Not for a school yeah. for the burger. Yeah. He can't. He's an elite athlete now. I couldn't read a burger. Just because you have the cake parties in there. Second chicken and rice. Second chicken and rice. I don't blame you on that one. And rice. Yeah. Fish and a cake. No. I don't do fish. You don't do fish? No, no, no. Elite. 
um, Robert yeah, definitely beat him in a running race though just saying not that elite uh, <laughs> it depends if he's got his night chair if he's got his night chair you're, you're carrying a few pounds there Phil <laughs> We'll get, we'll get you in one. We'll get you in one day. We'll go after it. Say well, Robbo. We'll do it. We'll do it downhill, mate. And pick the shoe in. Robbo's definitely downhill. Yeah, but I'd like to do like I don't know. You're obviously going to be really busy, Robbo. But I'd like to do this again as soon as soon as you're free and have all of us from the start and. Definitely. Give me some time. Give me some time to come up with some other topics other than injuries and mental health. Just have a good chat. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Not, nice one, Sean. Glad, glad you could make it. Fucking <laughs> 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 dickhead. <laughs> right. Anyway, it was nice chatting to you both. Um, and like I said, let's let's do it again. Sean staying comms with Robbo and let us know when we can um, even if it's a, you've got an hour free and you're in Japan or Canada you can just get on the, get on the phone yeah. definitely just have, a, just have a chat about what you're doing there and what's going on in the world because we've had to miss out all of my content uh, you, it's actually no that was actually my well, I'll give you the wrong time so you did hands up to that one all right. chain. Robbo nice seeing you again mate um, yeah, uh, hopefully speak to you soon So that was the second part of the Granite Zero podcast with Robbo and Little Brown. Do you know what? Robbo is a fucking fantastic bloke, a true inspiration, a true fucking embodiment of what you can achieve even when you're limited and, you know, down to your bare minimum. You know, he's come from being able-bodied, 16 years in the Air Force Regiment, you know, countless tours of duty to ending up being uh, struck in an IED and losing both his legs. But that didn't stop him. He's now on his way to becoming an Olympian and representing Great Britain in the Tokyo Games. He is the embodiment of the Air Force's motto, per ardua, which is through adversity. And he is literally smashed through it. So thank you again for Robbo coming onto the show. Thanks again for everybody who supports and listens. And thank you to Dead Mammoth Coffee Company. Thank you to Infusion CBD. And thank you to Combat Fuel. But that's all we've got time for today. I've been Tomo. This has been the Granite Zero podcast, and as they say in the regiment, per ardua, yeah? Through adversity, I'm Tomo, and I'm out.